0: Let's now um, speak to a life coach, teenage life coach, about how best parents and society can speak and support teenagers where they are not seeing eye to eye. Also how to, how to use social media responsibly because as much as we might say, taking away the phones would help. Bullying has always been there being nasty to each other at no matter at what age has always been there. But I think it's a very important for us to find workable solutions. Rachel, Rachel Malati is joining us. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, Patricia. I'm so glad to have you with us this morning. Rachel, it seems that this issue of uh, teenagers and understanding them is one that has been going on from generation to generation. But with this generation that's open to so much technology, it's uh, got some dire consequences if we don't do it correctly. Yes,
1: you know, on the money. And thank you for having me. And good morning to the listeners. You know, it it said that it takes um, Lufuno's passing and all other events like, you know, the reporter did say that it's not only Lufuno. Other families also were mourning their loved ones and their kids over the weekend, you know. So, yeah, where do we start? You know that African saying that says it takes a village to raise a child, you know. So in, in, in my coaching practice, really, that's what we live by. And and in that, we aspire to work hand in hand with parents and with uh, educators to create future leaders. And really this thing of um, our kids now living virtually and living their lives through social media. And, you know, like the educator was saying that they want to, to, you know, first point is communication. Let me start there. The first point is communication. That's where us as coaches, that's where teachers, that's where the parents, um, you know, and other community leaders, that's where we meet our kids. And most importantly, we know our kids. We know the behavior of our kids. And my advice to parents is that calibrate on your child's behavior. You know, once your child, they can say something to you, but you as a parent know this is not how my child behaves or normally
0: has behaved. Why Rachel, is Rachel, you know, mm. I know you make it sound like it's so easy to do. You say yes. we should communicate and also collaborate on their behavior. Yes. But when I look at what most parents are going through, their own personal challenges, and yeah. then I look at the way teenagers act, I feel as if the disparity becomes too wide because the parent will say, well, you, you you are you are going through a stage, it's a phase, and they brush off what their teenagers are going through as if they themselves were never teenagers. So the communication inevitably breaks down. So how do we fix that? You know, like you said, when you were growing up,
1: you can imagine me as an elder also, when I was growing up, how things have changed. And as parents, we have to meet them where they are. As parents, we also have to recognize that the times that we're living in, even for us, they're challenging as parents. You know, so the times that we're living in, the way that people... Uh, out there, looking for recognition and 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 wanting to get the likes, and you know that's how they measure success or that's how they measure popularity. You know the way popularity is measured now versus the way we used to. You know, so, yes, it's not easy, and it's one of the tough conversations that we now need to start having. Um, you know, in 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 all at all levels of society, you know, engaging our kids and 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 and. Understanding the, the challenges that they're going through, you know, and, and when I said earlier on calibrate on that behavior, once, this, you know, this, there comes a certain point as a parent or as an educator where you see that this, this behavior is borderlining on destructive, you know, the behavior is too destructive, it's this, then action needs to be taken, you know, and again, when I say communicate, I say, let's start having this uncomfortable communication. Let's start, you know, yes, we monitor your phone. As we monitor your phone, this is what we're looking for. And this is why we're doing it, you know. And, and get our kids to understand that with so much of, of um, freedom that they have, and they, they, they can catch on and be like their peers in terms of technology, You know, they are now global citizens, and this is how things are done. They can connect with everybody in the world. With that comes so much responsibility, and it's still up to us to parent them. It's still up to us to coach them, you know, as they're going through these phases. Because, yes, teenagers will go through their normal uh, teenage behavior or what we think to be normal teenage behavior. But anything outside of that, we are to keep our eyes open and, you know, be on the lookout for that behavior and take action.
0: You know, the one thing I think the the, the, the issue of uh, the passing of uh, Ulufono has brought mm. about is mm. the fact that as social media and society has put tags of, of beauty out of beauty, they've put tags on what is correct and what is not correct. And hence, we end up finding girls boys shaming each other because of this so how can we as parents ensure that we instill self-worth in our children despite what society says again it goes back to
1: the kind of conversation that you're having with your kids the kind of conversations that are sparked in 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 <clears throat> especially in, the, in in the social media that they have because they go into these platforms and they get um you know uh, um they look at what's like you say being portrayed as be- like as beauty and as 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 hip and they want also want to follow the trend but we're not raising sheep here we're raising future leaders and part of our role as parents mm-hmm. is to uh, uh guide them you know that's where you know it gets tough for, for parents at times when they do this on their own that's why a, jo- a, a, a coach can be called in you know, um, and there's one-on-one coaching that a child can get, and there's workshops that we're running that kids can get, and this is where we get to engage. Uh, maybe it's it's a space, a safe space that's created that starts for for a period of time. You know, be that bridge between the parent and the child. Let's let's come back. Let's support. come back
0: to the workshops, mm. uh, Rachel. Mm. Straight after this, I need to go to see Saku for the headlines at 9:30. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. It's exactly 31 minutes after nine. You are on the talking point, 104 to 107 nationwide. My name is Patricia N. Dooley, standing in for Kathy. We are. On the thinking point right now, understanding teenagers is our topic. We are talking about what we should be doing to ensure that our teenagers have a safe and and, and free environment to grow, but also know what the boundaries are when it comes to interacting with each other as teenagers. How do we curb their anger? How do we get to understand where they are as human beings so that we don't find ourselves as parents, uh, having teenagers who are being victimized, or having teenagers who are victims, and you know, um, this is very sensitive to me. As much as we may blame social media, I remember being in high school and never being good enough. I remember being in high school and and being called names because you either don't fit in in group A or you don't fit in in group B. And I'd go home and I'd and I'd just you know cry but luckily i had the support system high school was never a beautiful or a beautiful phase for me when it comes to interacting with other teenagers because you are labeled so now with social media it becomes worse call in and interact with us as we have a teenage life coach rachel Malazzi. 11 or you can sms on 41391 whatsapps go to 614 i've got zanelle in durban zanelle good morning
2: yeah. Good morning, Patricia. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I, um, I'm okay. Uh, uh, Patricia, when it comes to to the social media, especially on the um, recording of of the incident, the cell phones that to not to be allowed at school, or the cell phone not to be allowed to record the incident. I think there is a, a disadvantage and the advantage of it because how to witness that uh, incident if the cell if it wasn't recorded, how to witness it because the kids uh, who were around on that uh, on that scene, I don't think they will be voluntary to to. Uh, to witness it, they will be afraid because maybe that bully, that bully might assault them. Mm. So the disadvantage of that, of of the of the, of, the, of the of the using of the cell phone, is when they post it and share it to 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 the groups and it's go viral, and that that itself, it might cause the victim. To, to think that okay now I'm trending now I'm being seen uh, in the whole world that I'm being beaten and and end up like Lufuno because we don't know really actually what drove uh, Lufuno to commit the suicide. It might because of the of the of the going viral of the, of the video. Or it's be, it's a shame that I'm being beaten without the cellphone, without without the video being uh, going there. So when it comes to to corporal punishment, have uh, they suggested that uh, what if the corporal punishment is being a uh,
0: uh, used a uh, school so that the kids one uh, will be disciplined. I doubt. I, think- I doubt that is uh, the case. I doubt yes. that is going to help because I'm speaking about hearing of incidences of bullying when there was corporal punishment.
2: Yes, 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 uh, yeah, yes, Patricia. Because uh, kids today are not uh, are not like ours in our time. Because if if you remember during the corporal punishment, there were teachers who were who were good on on, 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 on corporal punishing the, 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 the kids. It was not a, every teacher. There was a there was a teacher that you know that. If the child did wrong, okay, we'll give Mr. Soren. So especially it was it was a male teacher Mr. Soren so who's gonna punish the child. So what will happen now? Because the teachers now are very young teachers. So how come the teacher will 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 will, 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 will uh, corporal punish the child that will will hit back to the teacher? And, and and it's gonna be a war between the teachers and the, and the kids.
0: Zanele, thank you very much for calling in. Let me go back to you, Rachel. Rachel, Zanele is, is, is raising a very important issue here. You can't curb violence with violence. So a thorn is removed with a thorn. But in this case, you can't expect that we will stop bullying, which is an intimidation, a violation, acts of violence, by utilizing other acts of violence that come from superiors, who are parents, adults and, and teachers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know, it, this is this is this saddens me, and and I mean, I wanna I wanna cover all the points that have been mentioned, but I wanna start off with the point that you mentioned earlier on to say what you personally experienced, and I think for most of us, if not all of us, would would can go back in in a, in time and 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 remember um, how you know high school was for us, because most of us we experienced these things in high school, you know, and now you have, so I, I'm looking at how I experienced it, and I look at, at, at my daughter, who's now a young adult, you know. Um, our kids now have a voice that we now need to nurture that voice so that they can know, because one of the challenges that our kids have is that they cannot articulate what they're going through, even to you as a parent. You know, they don't know what are the subjects or what are the things that they can bring forward. To talk about so how do we make it safe for our kids to engage with us at that level you know and and our kids look at us and they see mom is going to work that is going to work they're providing this life for us and I really don't want to be a burden I don't want to burden them with this so there needs to be that a way you know creative ways that we find to close that gap and to bridge that you know, to educate ourselves as parents, and to also teach our kids. Because your values and believe, I will say to you, they're still the same as how your parents taught you and how you've learned, even if you've changed some of the things. But at the core of us, we share, you know about and then when we raised we raised in that, in that way. So where we're missing it, that's where we need to go back and, and, and create these platforms, you know, run these workshops in terms of, uh, um, let, let me take it back this way, to say, as we come in, as kids, we were initiated into the world, you come in, and there's phases that you go through. And then we know that, too, you are taking through those rites of passages. You are taking through those. And in the world that we're living in now, you know, and the lifestyle that we're living, most of those practices have gone out the window. Something, can we find creative ways in closing that gap? And part of it is that with all other approaches, coaching is one of those approach uh, that parents can utilize to say, this is where I'm at. This is where my child is at. We actually cannot find each other. So how do you support us or how do you help us? breach
0: this gap, you know. And Rachel, that's the role
1: that we can play for them.
0: You know, Rachel, as you are talking about some practices that have gone out the window and that um, are sometimes crucial. There's one that is not out the window, and that is of the initiation of grade eights coming into grade eight. They're being initiated by grade twelves. I remember ooh, in ooh. I was in grade twelve in the year 1999, <laughs> and in grade eight, sorry, and the grade twelves was so nice. I was in a girls' only school. It was so nice. Our initiation, we had to have uh, uh, potatoes and call those our babies and carry those around, and we'd have to talk to them, okay? So that was nice. That was a nice way of being initiated. When I was in grade 12 in 2003, we were not allowed at the same school to do initiation for the grade (laughs) 8s because the years before that, a lot has been happening around initiations. But I hear today, there are still a lot of high schools that have this process of initiation where grade 12s feel they can bully grade 8s and call them names and get them to pick up their bags. Why don't doesn't our school system put an end to this? Because that's where the bullying starts. That's where the intimidation starts. Then you hear of a, a grade 12 learner stabbing a grade 8 learner over a girl. Okay.
1: You know, I hear you, and I hear you, Patricia, and I'm saying maybe the better way to use would have been that one of a rite of passage or you know, as you come into Girlwood, you know, the kind of things that you do and the kind of teachings that the elders will give you or the ones that are older than you so I'm talking about those kind of you know, uh, rituals or those kind of things that have been put into place in our families and in our society and yes you know, like, same like you say, social media can be used for great things it has connected us it has connected us in ways that we never imagined for some of us, and we get to experience it in our lifetime. But I'm saying with that, again, with so much of that uh, um, freedom and, and, and you know, information that comes with so much of ease, what is the responsibility that goes with it? How do we then educate and, and learn that what you have, you can use as a tool or you can use as a weapon, you know? Uh, and and what do you what do you choose to use it as? Mm. And I think we need to get to that point where we saying what you are holding in your hand is you know you can frame it the way you want it to be and you can use it to benefit yourself and others. Or you can you can cause destruction wherever you you you, you know in your path it can just be destruction.
0: Let's go to Mr. Pile in uh, East London. Good morning, Atima. How are you?
3: Yeah. Good morning, uh, Patricia, and uh, your guests. I think, indeed, it's a very critical subject. I just want to bring an idea to here that, uh, uh, you see, that is why over the years across the globe, people are thinking that moral or value-oriented education should be formal. And that's why we introduced life orientation. It is very unfortunate that, you know, it undergone several changes, and even 2012, it undergone change. And you can see, Patricia, in the examination, a child is getting distinction in life orientation and he fails in all other subjects. And you go to a rural school, every child has failed, but everybody is getting, I mean, life orientation uh, the distinctions. You go to township, I mean, you go to urban schools, ex moral C schools, children are getting six distinctions in other subjects, no distinction for life orientation. I'm saying that there is a mismatch that the teachers the learners and the community is not taking that subject seriously, which is really humbling the moral degeneration of the country. So I personally feel that to to educate the teenagers, to empower them, that subject needs to be taken by people seriously. But I'm, you know, I have been a teacher. I'm a member of the parliament now, but I've been a teacher for 38 years. I strongly feel that teachers must take that subject, and that that must be part of the core. Thank, Thank you very much.
0: You Thank you, Mr. Pillay. Um, I'd, I'd like to welcome and uh, ask all of you who are listening right now to call in on 011 714 206. On the thinking point, we are trying to understand teenagers and see how we can best curb uh, this um, suicide and bullying and just, you know, discrimination amongst themselves. But uh, before that, we're also looking at what has been happening over the weekend, the fire out in the Western Cape, alongside to the, the, the huge issue around the... Western Cape Transport MEC Matigizela's issue and DA leader around his uh, resume his CV so these are the things we're currently talking about please do call in 011-714-2006 we'd love to hear from you or SMS on 41391 WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107 our guest on The Thinking Point was Rachel Malazzi Rachel thank you so very much for joining us you are a teenage life coach and I'd like you to also give us maybe a website where we can be able to get in touch with you should we need services of a life coach to help us guide and navigate our lives with our teenagers
1: okay currently I can just be reached on um, I am on socials but the best place to meet me is to just send an email to info at Rachel and yeah I can also give out my telephone number go ahead it's 082 301 2514
0: Excellent. Thank you very much, Rachel, and uh, more strength to your bow on the work that you're doing.